My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. And welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Dominique Drew. This is going to be a fantastic show, as always, because I'm really just going to be present with you here and teaching you what I know and what I've come to learn over my years in uh, study and experience and training in this world, this fascinating world of personal development and self-growth. And there's just nothing quite like it, I find. Um, So I'm so glad that you are joining me. Thank you so much for coming along on the ride. So I'm coming to you live today on Facebook Live. So if you'd like to check me out there, then by all means, reach out to me on uh, Facebook. I broadcast on my um, on my uh, Facebook page, I also have a business Facebook page, Dominique Drew Coaching, Consulting, and Speaking. Hi, Andrew. Welcome. Andrew's a fabulous past client of mine, likes to check in for podcasts. Um, if you are interested in uh, chiming in or joining in the conversation, or if you have questions that you would like me to answer for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. I broadcast uh, every Wednesday for the most part. Sometimes I'm not feeling up to it, I'll skip a Wednesday. Um, but I'm really here to uh, be present for you and to help, to serve. Um, Primarily, uh, my work has been with single men. I have recently just started branching out to women. Um, but really, it's just questions about life, about yourself, about how to be more authentic, about how to be more attractive. You know, if any of these are, you know, topics are really resonating with you, then, uh, you know, by all means, reach out to me Wednesdays, 5 p.m. You can come on Facebook and, um, and you can call in. And the number to call in is 828 333. Uh, 3686. And, uh, or you could just send me a uh, comment on Facebook Live, ask your question, and I will answer your question as best I can here. So please know if this is an area where you struggle, that there is help. Okay. This is not just the way life is. It's not just the way you are. You are not different in some way, less capable, less worthy. Um, less able to be helped than any of the other people that I have worked with in the past. Most people who come to me uh, feel quite a bit beyond help uh, a lot of the time and they never are. It's just just not the way it is. So no matter where you are and how you perceive where you are, whatever you're, you're struggling with, it can be worked through. I am a poster child for this work. If you are a regular on this show and you join me a lot and you listen to this podcast, then you know that I have you know, I used to be the, the biggest mess out there um, with all of the insecurities and uncertainties and self-doubt possible. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Uh, and I overcame all of it. And now I live a life that is just confident and uh, certain and effortless and full of self-love. And uh, it's, it's a very different life experience. I'm so glad that I, I came into this work when I did instead of coming into it when I was 60. But if you're 60, by all means, come in <laughs> better late than never. So uh, again, I'm your host, Dominique Drew. My work um, is in the field of dating and attraction, sort of. You know, my, my training in this work started when I was 19 years old. I've trained in this for um, 17 years now, 18 years. Um, my life has completely turned around, completely altered from when it began up to 180 degrees. My physical body has changed. My mental state is clear and easy and constructive instead of being 
you know, just bitchy and negative and um, anxious and, and awful all the time. My emotional state is free and fluid and, um, and authentic uh, instead of being, you know, anxious and focused on uh, people pleasing and worried about what other people think of me. And, and I used to just be a whole mess with all of that. So um, so this, this work, yes, I gear it toward, um, you know, helping you to find and create the relationship that really serves you, whether you're already in one and it's not doing it for you in one way or another, or you're struggling, or if you are single and you have no idea why, right? Or you're single and you have no idea how to change that. Okay. You know, a lot of the guys that that I work with, they struggle with things like anxiety and fear of rejection, approach anxiety. Um, they come up to a woman, they assume that she's too good for them, things like that, a lot of projecting, things like that. But really, um, you know, despite sort of working through those issues on the dating realm, the issue lies within. You guys, these are not things that you need to... Um, that that you need to be worried about your relationship to deal with, okay? I have some people who come to me and they're happily married, but they're not where they want to be in their life, right? Or they're not able to be authentic the way they want to be. And so they hire me. I have a, a young man who came to me because he couldn't perform as well as he wanted to musically. And, you know, he had all this anxiety and then he works with me for a few months and then he's up there performing and, you know, feeling love and light and excitement and joy instead of fear, anxiety, and self-doubt. So this applies to every single area of your life. And, and that's really why it's been a 180 for me, right? Um, the work itself doesn't have anything to do with dating because your issues don't have anything to do with dating. They're personal issues. They're, they're things that you are struggling with that are then being worked out in your dating life. So... So what I thought I would talk about today, um, if you've listened to some recent episodes of mine, you probably heard me talk about my new program because I'm in the process of creating it. And in doing so, it's this, it, it, it takes me over a little bit. You know, it just becomes my, my world because I, first of all, because I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love creating programs for people. I love, um, you know, I sit with my big whiteboard and... And I just go, okay, so, so I know where they want to go. I know where they are now. What is the best arc to get them there, right? And I, and I divide it all up into the, the, the aspects that the issue takes, right? The psychological and then the spiritual or the energetic or the mental or the emotional and, and break it into pieces and make it really bite-sized and, and step-by-step instructions. And I just you know, <laughs> one of the reasons I run this business, actually, the only reason I'm, I run this business is because this is what I want to do in life more than anything else. I, I incarnated to teach this, this kind of work, right? Whether it's about dating, whether it's to men or women is utterly irrelevant. Um, what it's about for me is this incredible experience of, um, of getting to impart it's not actually knowledge. It's actually awareness because you are becoming a little bit uh, different. You're living life differently by the end of the program instead of knowing more, right? It's like the difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? I can teach you lots of things. That's very, very interesting. Chances are you could teach me a lot of things. Maybe your specialty is in engineering or it's in mathematics or it's in uh, in quilting, right? Or it's in, you know, uh, you're an electrician. Your field is in electricity. Like, I don't know anything about those fields. Uh, I do about a little bit of engineering and mathematics, but, but, but not the rest of it. And so that's all knowledge, right? Knowledge, that just means you've learned some things that I haven't, right? We use that language somewhat in this work, like, oh, I've learned to sit in my body. I've learned to tolerate myself. And in the sense of you're mastering a new skill, yes, you are learning that. But it's not knowledge, right? You have all the knowledge. You have it already. 
I was a keynote, so I was invited to be a keynote speaker out in uh, Newport Beach, California uh, a while ago. And I had a 45-minute speech um, to give up on stage, which for me is an effortless activity. I absolutely could do that all day long. I, I, I love it. It's very easy for me. Um, <clears throat> and I got up there and that was the message that I, because it was about, you know, the, 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 the workshop, the event was around becoming more successful, right? Whether that's getting more clients or getting your systems in place or I did clarifying your niche, things like that. Um, it was really about becoming more successful. So I got up there and I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. You already know how to be successful. Right? Would you consider that to be true? Like, the instructions on how to be successful are very easy to come by. You can, if you have access to the internet, you can find them. Right? If you have access to books, you can find them. Because people have written down not only their experiences, but their techniques, their tactics, their mindsets, their It's everywhere. How to succeed is not a secret. It's not. If you don't know it, you, you probably just haven't Googled it or you haven't read all the way through and had the focus to maintain getting to the end of whatever you're reading on success. So the access to the knowledge of how to be successful is not the problem. So why aren't you successful? Okay, if you are a man and you are single and you don't want to be single, why are you still single? Why? There's books everywhere. I've had a coach on this website, on this uh, podcast, who specializes in teaching men how to not be single. You've, 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 you've watched that episode, let's say, or you've listened to that, or you've gone to her YouTube and you've watched her videos. Cool. Why are you still single? Her name is Marnie, by the way. M-A-R-N-I. By all means, look her up. She's wonderful. She'll tell you how. So why aren't you? Why, why aren't you successful? There's books everywhere about how to make more money. So how come you're not making more money? You're not making more money and you're still single because the knowledge is not the problem. The knowledge is in the bag. Something else is stopping you. What is that thing? Now we get into my realm. If you want a how-to book, that's not what I do. Oh, sure, it ends up getting you to the same result, but it's not a how-to book. You can read that for way less money and way less effort. But it won't work. I have no fear around it. I have no, there's no competition in me. If you're looking for a, a different kind of dating coach, go find a different kind of dating coach. This work is about uncovering and identifying what it is subconsciously on a subconscious level that is holding you back from what you want. You, my dear sweet love, are the only thing between you and what you want. What do you mean, Domini? I know I want it. I'm lonely. Or I'm anxious. Or I'm starving. Or I feel unfulfilled. Cool. Let's start there. You could have everything in life and still be unfulfilled. Why? Because you have one foot on the gas trying to get to where you want to go and one foot on the brake keeping you where you are. And the foot on your brake is on a deep enough level that you are 
unable to sense it. Or maybe you can sense it. Sometimes people can. But you usually can't do anything about it. Otherwise, you would have fixed it by now. So why, Domini, do I have a foot on the brake? Usually fear. Don't be swayed by logic, what your mind is telling you, what your brain is telling you. Your brain, I hate to tell you, sweet love, is not that smart. Oh, it's smart, but it knows almost nothing compared to the rest of your human system. You could be the most intelligent person on the planet, and your brain would probably be, let's see, where would I put it? Maybe three or four percent. I'm guessing a little high. I'm being a little generous. About three or four percent of your entire human capacity. That's that's probably pretty high. But that's okay. We'll go high. Which means that no matter how intelligent you are, most of life, most of your human experience, you can't wrap your 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 mind around. So. When you try to wrap your mind around something that is not easily forthcoming to be wrapped around, right? Something doesn't quite make sense logically, and you try to force it into, try to really get your mind around it because you want to understand it, because understanding tends to make you feel safe then what you do is you collapse. You, you, let's say, you know, you're having an experience and you can wrap your mind around only 2% of this experience. You're trying to force the rest of your, trying to force yourself to understand the rest of your experience, but it doesn't fit into your mind because your body can experience so much more that your mind cannot. Your mind is limited. It can only do so much. You are virtually not. Just about not. You have a physical body. So some things, you know, you're subject to time, things like that. But almost no restrictions on who you are, what you can be, and what you can do in this world. When you try to squash that 98% into your, your brain, you end up just losing most of it. Okay, now you can understand 10% of what happened but it's not really quite it. And to understand it entirely, uh, to, to be able to think about it, conceptualize it entirely, you would need to, you would lose most of it. And by lose, what I mean is, you know, it's an experience, it's an isness. It's like, oh, wow, this is a state of being. And to bring that down, to, to wrap your mind around that, you'd have to change it slightly. It's kind of like blank. But it's not blank, is it? Right? So you have, you go to a Vipassana retreat, right? Where you're silent for 10 days and you're doing different exercises and yoga and things like that, which is amazing. Do it if you ever get the chance. Um, and, and you come home and your friends are like, oh man, what was it like? Well, uh, it was, I could feel myself growing. It was like I was becoming someone new, but not someone new because I already was that person. Words fall short. They can only do so much. So when we try to force things into our brain that don't fit there, they lose some of their essence on the way. And when that happens you find that you're less able to really express that as opposed to just being like, oh, it was indescribable. And letting the experience be what it was without trying to label it. Humans are big into labeling each other. We like doing that. We like to... Um, put each other in boxes, and we love to put ourselves in boxes. And when we do that, that leads to negative thinking, okay? Because we're tr we have to label something. So what, what is it that 
is the impulse for labeling something. Why do we need to label it? Hi, Megling, good to see you. All the gentlemen are coming out on Facebook Live to visit me today. So why do we feel we need to label something? Well, we tend to put labels on things because it makes us feel safer. Okay, you're that kind of person. All right, as long as I know you're that kind of person, now I understand. So why do we feel safer? Because as human beings, there is an inherent uh, sense that we are unsafe in the unknown. So we tend to want to uh, define the unknown, to define the undefinable, so that we can uh, understand it and thus determine whether or not we are safe. The solution to this is to allow ourselves to sit comfortably in the unknown. So in this moment, as you're listening to this, as you're processing this information, as you are defining it and putting it into terms which your brain can understand, if there are parts which are not fitting easily, allow yourself to just not define them. In order to do this, trust is required. Trust that the information is going in somewhere. And that what you need to get out of it, you're already getting. You see, life takes a lot less doing than we tend to think. We tend to work very hard at life. I was definitely someone who worked very hard at life. Um, I was always focused on what other people thought of me big time. I was quite, quite interested, quite fascinated by what people thought of me. The reason why, it wasn't actually for vanity, it was for safety. Um, I needed people to like me or love me in order for me to feel safe in the world. That was something that came out of my, the way I was raised, out of my childhood. And so whenever someone was quite stoic or acted ambiguously towards me or I couldn't tell, and like generally I'm a pretty like happy, friendly person, people tend to like me. You know, it's just, there's not really a whole lot. I'm, I'm not wildly off-putting. Obviously not everybody, but like, you know, I, I wasn't, my defenses were such that I wanted people to love me, which of course some people hated, um, which is fair because it was probably really annoying. Um, but you know my the the shape of my defenses were not particularly uh, abrasive, but they were somewhat abrasive, and I have been called abrasive in my life before. Um, and so I needed people to love me in order to be safe, and so I would default to just prioritizing the other and and um. And so I was always focused on the other person because I knew if they were okay, then I would be okay. And so I was always, always, always focused outside of myself. So I was very disconnected from myself. I was very, uh, I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of uncertainty as to like, you know, where I was going or whether I was on the right path or all sorts of drama in my head all the time. Voices, oh God, the voices were constant just all the time, all the time. And they really were me trying to feel more safe, right? Just need to look out for you. If you're okay, then I'm okay. It's a distortion of a core quality of mine, which is that I'm loving and caring. I actually genuinely care whether or not you're okay. When I tend to ask someone, how are you? I tend to genuinely want to know the answer. Tend to. Sometimes I'll be quick and I'll be like, hey, how are you? Okay, so here's, you know, like the way, the way we kind of do. But generally, I, I, I'm curious. I'm a caring person. I'm a healer. That's my, that's my role in this life, right? And so I would lean on that when I felt scared, which was most of the time. 
And I would distort that into, I will care for you to make sure that you, you care for me, right? So in that way, it became a defense. My core quality was flipped around with different intention. It was motivated by fear and it became a defense. So, so as a result, I was always focused outside of myself. I was always focused. I, I needed to define everything. I was out ahead of myself. I spent a lot of time in the future. Um, and I also spent a lot of time in the past regretting things, going over things in your mind. Oh my gosh, if you do this, just you've got to stop doing that. Stop doing that. How do you stop doing that, Domini? Well, you catch yourself in the moment and you distract the hell out of yourself until you let go of that train of thought. And then you go about your day. And then when it comes back, you stop it in the moment and you distract yourself until you, so you must, you must pick up, you know, your train's on the tracks. You must pick up the train take it and put it on different tracks. Okay, it takes like a physical, it takes like like effort in the beginning. Do it, do it. Because if you just let yourself wallow, then every time you do that, you're strengthening that path. You're strengthening those neuro pathways. You're strengthening that energy that is causing you to, um, that's causing you to, uh, recycle old uh, thought patterns, right? I call it the mental hamster wheel. You're just going round and round and round and round and round. So I grew up, some of you guys may not know this, but I grew up uh, riding horses and I was quite intense about it and quite competitive. And I had some of the best trainers uh, in the world. I mean, not as like my my default all the time, but I went and I trained with these uh, amazing people. And... Uh, I remember one of them saying to me, George Morris, he's a, a very well-known hunter-jumper uh, trainer, trained for the Olympic team, etc. And I remember him saying, every time you get on a horse, you are either training or untraining it. Think about that. Every time you get on a horse, you're either training it or you're untraining it. Interesting, right? What that means is that you are able to influence what happens after you get off that ride, right? So what it's saying is that what you do matters and your mindset's the exact same thing, okay? When you can uh, shift your your mindset to the way that you want it and keep it there, which will come with skills like meditation. As you meditate, the purpose of meditating is to learn to be able to um, control your mind, right? It's mind control of the best kind. Um, Because otherwise, your mind is just running away with you like a crazy person. And if you think about it, that's fucking crazy. Like, you wouldn't just let your arm just, like, decide that it wants to go right, left, and up, and down. It's like, it's my arm. I'm going to put, I'm going to have it grab the apple when I want to and put the apple down and grab some water and put that down. You know, it is your arm. If I, if I were to ask you whose mind you have, you would say it's my mind. It's your mind, right? It is a thing of yours. So why are you letting it run the show? Why are you, in, in what world is it okay for a part of you to just, you know, something that is yours, it is my mind. So how, why is the my part just letting this mind thing run all over the place in ways that are making you miserable? You need to get it under control. Okay, you need to, to center, you need to meditate, you need to practice, and you need to keep practicing until the skill is mastered. Otherwise, you can't possibly hope to go where you want to go in life because you're not in control, you're not driving the ship, right? The only thing that keeps you from getting what you want is you not moving consistently towards it. That is it. Like we could even simplify everything down to just that. Even with your foot on the brake, you will get there eventually. 
if you don't let yourself get distracted. But because human beings are are always, you know, I want to go over there, but I'm just going to go here for just a second because, you know, well, I want to be, you know, I want to live in Hawaii on the beach, but I really need to finish this master's program because I said I was going to do it. And so I'm going to finish this. And and mom said that I should be a doctor. And so I'm going to go ahead and be a doctor because so I have a good job. And then maybe I'll live on the beach when I retire when I'm 60. It's like, what do you want in life? If you decide what you want and you write that shit down and you do something that moves you towards it every single day, you will achieve what you want. That is a true statement without me asking you what it is that you want. Doesn't matter. You could tell me you want to fly without technological help. Okay, do it. If I asked you, could you fly? What would you answer? You answer no, right? How do you know? What makes you say that? Well, because I've never flown before. Oh. Because nobody I know has ever flown. Oh, okay. Well, because I don't understand how, uh, given what I know of the world, I don't understand how that could possibly happen. Oh. So you are limiting your present and your future based on A, your past, B, the perceived past of others, C, your knowledge of mechanics. Interesting. Fun fact, none of those things will keep you from flying. If that's what you want to do. Now, I'm talking high level here, obviously. But I'm not talking out of reality. These are the higher realms of humanity. If you're going, oh, this is absolute nonsense. Great, you're not in those higher realms. You can brush them off as nonsense and stay where you are, or you can allow yourself to be curious and dive in. You can be a person who looks around the world, sees something that doesn't match with what they already think is true, and negate, judge, or dismiss it. Dominique, she must be crazy. She's a crazy person. Why? Because I know something you don't. Because I have learned secrets you have yet to learn. Because I have a different life experience. Or you could be someone who is open to being surprised. And if you are that type of person, you will, be, you will find growth far easier. Because to dismiss something which does not fit into the template you've already created for yourself is to stay and to keep yourself where you are. There's your foot on the brake. Ugh, that's nonsense. It's not nonsense. There are photographs of people levitating. Fact. You can look them up. It is a thing that can learn, can be learned to be done. There's a lot of things that happen in the world that don't fit in the template of what we think can, is, is possible in this world. So we could either decide that all of those things are crazy and they're all photoshopped or we can allow ourselves to change and grow and become more. And doesn't that just sound like so much more fun? To, to think, to, to see evidence of a reality which does not fit your own and to dismiss the evidence in favor of your own reality, that is what is, you know, at this point, you know, in the United States of America, leading to this mentality of, I will do what I want regardless of the evidence. Masks kill you. The pandemic isn't real. It's all a scam. It's like, 
if you look at what science and the majority of humans and people all around the world are is happening, people are dying all over the world, and you think that is made up, then you are so delusional that you're unable to see what's in front of you, right? And in that, with that particular type of example, it may seem so extreme, certainly should seem extreme because <laughs> it is, um, that it might seem crazy. Oh, oh, well, I mean, obviously the pandemic's real. People, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are dying all over the world um, from, from one cause at one time, right? Nothing like this has ever happened in the world before. Um, like, oh, well, that, that makes sense. But think about the small ways in which we do this every day, right? I can sit here and be like, you know what? You, no matter what your dating issue is, you can get to the point where you are so magnetic to women that they are just drawn to you everywhere you go. And you might go, no, that's not me. She might be able to do that with some, you might say she might be able to do that with some other people. You might, you might say that she's, she's full of shit. No, it's nonsense. She's all talk. Sure. Keep yourself where you are. Fine with me. I'm only opening the door and a hand up. Or you might think, oh, Dominique, she's wonderful. She can work miracles, but not with me because I've got too many issues. Cool. Keep yourself stuck. It's all right with me. I am only here to open the door and to offer my hand to you. It is an invitation only. And it is an invitation to what exactly? To see where you keep yourself stuck. What is really keeping you from flying? Just the fact that nobody's ever done it before? People do things all the time that nobody's ever done before. Do you ever notice that this is the way things work? I notice it in the Olympics. Someone will run, I don't know, a four-minute mile. I think that's really fast, right? I don't know anything about running. Running is not my thing. But there was, there was some, some sort of record. Nobody had ever broken, let's say it's a four-minute mile for, for, for uh, example purposes. Okay? And then somebody does it. And it's a huge deal. And oh, my God. Somebody did this thing. Nobody's ever done it. We didn't know if it could be done. Da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, everybody's doing it because now we know it is something that can be done. I mean, think about that for a second. We all decided on a human limitation: humans cannot run a four-minute mile. And then one person decided, no, that's not for me. I think I'm going to do it anyway. And they did it. And then one runner and two runners and five runners and 10 runners and 100 runners all, I mean, within a very short period of time, look this kind of thing up. And this is not just in running. That's just the first example I'm thinking of. How high a human can jump, how long a human can hold his breath. Um, uh, I just had a friend who was telling me about a, a... Joe Rogan podcast episode with David Blaine and he was saying he could hold his breath for like 20 minutes or something 20 or 30 minutes um and he just he trained himself to do it there is nothing just about that you cannot do you are incredibly flexible and bendable I mean you're made of mostly space and water you're made almost entirely of space and primarily water within that and, and so, like, you're very bendy. You're bendy on the outside and you're bendy on the inside unless you decide that you're not. That's how bendy you are. If you, what you decide goes. The power of your mind is the only power you need to be concerned with. It's the only power that you need to be worried about. It's the only limit you have, my love. You're not unlucky with women because God hasn't favored you with luck. You're not single because you're funny looking. You're not single because, you know, 
you're too fat or too thin or too right or too left. None of that matters. None of that matters. When you change your mind, your physical body will change. As you become attracted to yourself, everyone else becomes attracted to you also. The extremities of the possibilities the extremities of what you are capable of are beyond anything you've possibly ever imagined, likely ever imagined. If you can imagine it, it can probably happen. Think about what a powerful being that makes you. Think about What a remarkable person you must be to have all of this gift and all of this potential, all of this ability to be so great in so many ways without the pressure of having to be great at all. You can also just sit in your living room and play video games if you want to. I do that. It's fun. It's great. And then I go out and I'm great and I'm spectacular and I change lives and I help people, you know, alter aspects of themselves that they didn't even no could be altered. I've seen people take patterns they've had for decades and change them in hours. That is my gift. That is how I serve the world. How do you serve the world? How are you using your incredible capacity? Who are you? And who do you want to be? You know, when people decide they want to work with me, whether with the, this new program, The Art of Authenticity, or with my, um, my other program for men, which is The Art of Attraction, um, regardless of how... Um, of, of how they want to work with me. I have a free intro call, right? Where they can just call and talk to me about what, they, what is it they've been going through and whether or not I can help. And I, I um, at least for the moment, I'm, I'm offering that. And so we get on the phone and we talk for a little while and I, you know, we see if I, can, if I can help. And one of the questions I ask them is, if you could have anything you want in this area of your life, what would it be in their relationship life, right? And what I'll often get back is what they think is possible for them. And now, one of the reasons I'm, one of the ways in which I'm able to get results for people as quickly as I am is that I'm very direct. So I won't let them go on very long with this. They'll be like, well, I'd be like, if you could have anything you want in this area of your life, let's say in, I don't know, 10 months, what would it be? And they'll be like, well, I'd at least like to be able to approach women. Cool. So that's what you would at least like. Right? What if you could have anything you want in this area of your life? Then what would it be? I mean, I'd love to be married, but that's not realistic. Oh. Can you hear the limiting belief? Can you hear the decision? They're already saying no to themselves. They're already deciding that they are not capable of achieving what they want, so much so they're afraid to even let themselves want it. Why? What is the downside? Because they're afraid of getting hurt because they don't believe they can have it. All of this comes down to belief. Here's how powerful the mind is. The mind is so powerful that you can give me, you can give anyone off the street a white pill made of pressed sugar. 
and tell them it will cure their physical ailment. And they will cause it to cure their physical ailment. Do you understand what that is? That's literal magic. Literal, actually, cannot be explained by science. Part of our everyday experience, magic. I love when people give me the, oh, you know, none of that's, you know, power of the mind nonsense. That's, that's, that's all, that's all totally fake. Mind over body is nonsense, right? Cool. Explain the placebo effect to me. Tell me how that works. We can literally heal our own bodies if we're convinced that we can heal our own bodies. If that is the fucking case, then the only problem you need to solve is being able to control your own mind. Deciding, oh, I'm going to heal myself. Great. I think I'd like to heal myself now. Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. Here we go. I know people who have healed physical ailments through meditation through them, for themselves. Not like a sad guru, you know, you're enlightened being, just a, a person who's done, done a lot of work on themselves, but just a person. Cured physical ailments. Like, like I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a, a, a cancer or polyps or something. I mean, it was like a real, it wasn't like a, you know, a, a stuffy nose, although that's equally as impressive, really. You are capable of anything if you decide you are capable of anything. So your only problem is within your own mind. And that's the most changeable part of you. This is all such good news. You guys should be jumping up and down in your cars slash offices slash houses slash kitchens slash wherever you're watching this slash listening to this. (laughs) There's an incredible TED Talk. Uh, I don't know the name of it. Something about stress. Um, And it's it's a remarkable TED Talk. I think it's one of the um, one of the top like most watched TED Talks or one of the top 10 TED Talks of all time. I believe that's right. Yeah. How to make stress your friends, what it's called. Kelly McGonagall. Oh, McGonagall. Like Harry Potter. Um, so what she talks about is, is stress. Okay, that's her field of expertise. So what she says is that they did a uh, uh, research, uh, a study at Harvard where they caused people some stress and then measured their responses to it. They also asked um, how people felt about stress. So not just were they feeling it, were they not, but did they think stress was a good thing or a bad thing? They also did a longitudinal study of this over years. They looked at um, how people, uh, how stressed people were um, how uh, people felt about stress and when they died, who died sooner rather than later. And what they found was absolutely fascinating. I highly recommend you listen to this TED Talk. What they found was that if you were under more stress, then you tended to die sooner. Not surprising, right? We all know that stress raises your cortisol levels and it's hard in your system and it's not good for you and stress is a bad thing. Stress is bad, stress is bad, stress is bad, right? Except for the group of people who were under stress but also thought stress was good for you. Didn't have a negative impression of stress. They had a positive impression of stress. They liked it. They thought it was a challenge. They rose to the occasion. Those people didn't suffer any negative benefits of stress. So they're experiencing the same physical parameters 
the same chemicals were running through their mind, were running through their body, but because they held it differently in their mind, because they saw it as a good thing, they thought it was healthy. It was. They, they were, I can't remember if it was as good or it may actually have been better, healthier than the people who had no stress at all. How about that? I had a client uh, a few months ago and we came to the realization together. She said to me, uh, we were talking about uh, we were talking about something that she that she was doing, and I said, "Well, it doesn't really matter what you do; it matters how you do it. Right? It doesn't matter if you live a stressed out life or a not stressed out life. It's irrelevant. Nobody else certainly cares, right? People will make it their business, but you know, you're an adult. What you do is is up to you. If you want to live your life stressed out, live your life stressed out. If you want to live your life without stress, do that. But it's how you do it." right? If you're in a relationship, you're not quite sure if you're happy in the relationship or not. It doesn't matter whether you end the relationship or you, or you don't. Of course, it matters to you. It doesn't matter to any, any greater, you know, being, right? It doesn't matter. If you stay in that relationship, why are you staying? How are you staying? Thank you, Kevin. What else can you say? Anything else? You say that a lot. <laughs> so how are you staying? Are you staying because you're afraid of breaking up with her? Are you staying because you're happier being with her than being by yourself? Are you, stay, are you staying because you're afraid of confrontation? See, if you stay and that lights you up, I'm staying because I'm really excited about her or I'm staying because, you know what, I'm happy, I'm, I'm happier with her than I would be without. Great. If you're staying out of fear, that will change the, the act of the, of the staying. Right? That will, that will change what you're, what you're trying to do. So the energy will be different, right? You're, if you're, you're staying because you're avoiding conflict, you will be unhappy staying. If you're staying because you love this person, you will be happy staying. If you break up with someone because um, you're afraid she's going to cheat on you, or if you break up with someone you know, because you're afraid of, you know, commitment, that's probably not going to feel very good for you. If you break up with somebody because you're like, you know what, this is no longer serving me. I have this, this self-growth I need to do. I need to expand more. So sorry, it may hurt temporarily, but you will move through it and you will grow from that experience. And I remember her saying to me, she said, I, that I, she said, I learned it the exact opposite way. She goes, when, when I was a kid, my parents said, it doesn't matter how you do something. It matters what you do. And it's actually the exact opposite. It doesn't matter whether you approach a woman or not. It matters what impulse that is. And that determines the results. When you're approaching a woman because it's fun and joyful and, you know, enjoyable. Great. That's uplifting you. If you're approaching a woman because you you'll you decided you're a failure if you don't, then there's going to be a lot of pressure on that approach, isn't there? And that's going to determine your results. So it's the energy with which you come in with something. Okay. So your mind is the only thing that needs adjusting. Okay. If you decide that you're hopeless or you decide that you're unable to be helped or you decide that you're not good enough, then you will prove yourself right. You will see that everywhere. 
The second you change your mind, however, you will see different results. If you're not seeing different results yet, check in. You probably haven't changed your mind. There's a wonderful little bear I have uh, with a RYL, Redirect Your Life, um, gathering that I went to. And it's a little bear with a blue t-shirt on. The t-shirt says, change your mind, change your life. That's the only thing. What you decide is possible is what determines what is possible for you. If you allow yourself to be curious and open to the unknown, let yourself exist a little bit more in the unknown. I mean, I don't think I could fly. I certainly have never flown before, but I don't know. I don't know that I can't fly. I don't know that to be true. Great. Leave it with an I don't know. Maybe. Maybe with the right mindset and enough work. Sure, maybe. You are incredibly fluid, incredibly, incredibly flexible. You just need to decide what's possible for you. So how do you do all of this? So this is what I teach people to do is to access these deeper levels of their being and to transform them sometimes in a single shot, often, usually in a single shot. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but it's still vastly accelerated compared to anything else. Um, what's important is that you What's important is that you stay in alignment with who you are. You move from that place. Stay open to the possibilities. If you stay open to the possibilities, change will come. If you are afraid of change, you will keep yourself stuck. So if this resonates with you, this is what I do. I specialize in it. This new program I have is so detailed and so well-guided, just step-by-step. Here's how to go from where you are now to being completely free in yourself, completely fearlessly yourself, unapologetically, being authentic as a default. This is the program that does that for you. It is a journey that I've never met someone who regretted, say they regretted taking. It is a journey which brings you more into contact with yourself, teaches you to be more of who you are, allows you more freedom, more space, more success, more happiness, more breath, more life, more safety in yourself, more comfort with yourself. Working with me with me is the fastest way to come to a place of authenticity within your own system to be able to speak and move freely being who you are. It's a direct path to your authentic self. It's a way through your anxiety, through your depression, through the things you thought were never fixable about yourself through the hopelessness, through the loneliness, through the frustration, through the desperation, into a place of joy, effortlessness, ease, and fulfillment. All of these things are not only possible for you, they are meant for you. You are designed to have them. All you need to do is open your mind.
Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Domini Drew. And if you are at all interested in working with me, please do not hesitate to reach out. I would love to help. I'll see you in the next episode. Good night, guys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.